bless the name of the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and exceedingly glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Come on, let's give God a great big hand of praise. For this is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and exceedingly glad. Amen. 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 We pray that you have had a great Christmas on yesterday. And we're certainly still celebrating the birth of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And we're going to do that in high fashion this morning as we thank God for bringing to us uh, his son, our Savior, the Christ child, born in a manger. He didn't stay a baby, but he grew up as a man and became the redeemer of the world. Thanks be unto God that we know him and we love him and we praise him and worship him this morning as our Savior and as our King. Let's pray this morning. Eternal God, our Father, how grateful. How thankful we are for this moment, for this day of worship, this Lord's Day that you have given unto us. God, this day after Christmas, where we yet feel the joy yet resonating in our hearts, in our spirits, in our souls, and in our minds. God, now, we thank you for the hope, the love, the joy, and the peace that Christmas brings. We pray, O oh God, that now as we worship you, that your Holy Spirit would direct us, fill us with your presence and your power. We pray, O oh God, that Christmas would not simply be a holiday, but a holy day. A day, O oh God, that resonates and resides with us throughout the days to come. We know that we will be met with challenges. We know that we will be met with problems. But God, we pray that your peace your joy, your hope, and your love remain with us from this day forward. Oh God, we bless you. Through our tears, we bless you. Through our anxieties, we bless you. <laughs> through our hurt, we bless you. Because God, through it all, you're worthy to be praised. And so this morning, we declare joy, joy in our hearts, joy in our homes. We declare joy, joy in our city, joy in our state. We declare joy, joy in our neighborhoods and joy in our relationships. We declare joy, joy in our families, joy in our spirits. Let joy. Be the refrain upon our hearts and upon our lips and the reality in our lives. In Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen and amen. Won't you stand this morning and sing with us joy to the world.
Listen, while you're still standing, since we got joy going on, listen, anybody glad to be in the service? Anybody glad to be in the service? We are glad this morning. We are glad this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. We're going to get these virtual voices with this live band, and we're going to declare this morning, yes, we are glad. Amen. 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 Won't you remain standing? Anybody glad this morning? Well, we're going to tell you how glad we are. Hallelujah. You are worthy. Hallelujah. You get the highest praise. You are holy. Lord, we exalt. Say that again. Hallelujah. Thank you. 
second chapter, beginning with the 13th verse. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and thou there until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt and there until the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying out of Egypt have I called my son let us pray our father which art in heaven we thank thee Lord for this day we thank you dear Lord for bringing us through this year dear Lord Dear Lord, we realize that many have suffered heartbreak through this year and lost loved ones. Many have suffered sickness. Many continue to suffer sickness. And Lord, we know that it is a process, dear Father. But we ask you through this process to continue to grant your blessings, to continue to strengthen us, O Lord, that we may see our way clear. Dear Lord, look upon Cage Chapel today, Lord. Be with us and bless us, dear Lord. We've been apart a long time without the whole congregation, dear Lord. Bless us as we go forth into this new year, Lord. Bless us that everybody at some point we'll be all able to come together and sing thy praises. Be with us and touch us, O Lord. Have mercy upon us, dear Lord. And we ask you to touch Reverend Buckley, dear Father, Mm. and his family. Be with them, O Lord, for they carry a mighty load, Father. Be with them and have mercy upon them, dear Father. And as we go forth, dear Lord, be with us and bless us and let us continue to praise thee, O Lord. These blessings we ask, these thanks we give, O Father, in thy holy son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So good to see each of you, my father's children. I know some of you 
have been able to come over the course of this year, but some of you, this is your first time here on this morning, and oh, how good it is to see you on this morning. Amen. We've been through a lot over this last year, 2021. We've seen much. We get ready to cross over in 2022. But I can declare this morning, Pat, we've come this far by faith. Can anybody be a witness this morning? We've come this far by faith. We yet got a ways to go, but I'm thankful we are where we are. And I can declare, I just feel an old-time church spirit in my, in my heart this morning. If y'all don't mind going back with me a little bit, can we have a little old-time church this morning? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on, y'all. Help me sing it. We've come. We've come this far by faith. Oh, leaning on, leaning. Oh, I keep trusting. Yeah, he never fails. Stay on, I'm gonna stay on the battlefield. 
treat you right. I, I'm gonna treat everybody right. Yeah. I'm gonna treat everybody right. Oh yes, I am. I'm gonna treat everybody right. your name God hallelujah amen I believe I can go on into 2022 now I believe I can go on into the new year because I know what brought me this far and I know what's going to keep me in the year to come mother it's going to be alright it's going to be alright he didn't bring you this far to leave you you keep believing and keep trusting and keep asking God for a little more faith and he will give you all that you need to deal with what is yet coming our way. Amen. 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 Listen, won't you prepare your gifts, your offerings as we give them to the Lord. For those of you who are worshiping with us here in person, there are trays that will be provided uh, at the exits and at the entrances, if you have not given, have the opportunity to give upon your entrance, uh, please do so as you make your exit uh, at the conclusion of this worship service. For those of you who are worshiping online, we invite you to give by any number of ways. You can give by texting to the number that's on your screen. You can give by way of the K Chapel Church app. As always, you can drop your offering off at the office. Whatever you do and however you do it, we invite you to do two things. Give so liberally and give so cheerfully. For the Lord loves a cheerful giver. Amen. Amen. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Technical difficulty, y'all. Hold on.
Amen. Amen. The devil ain't going to leave you alone. You do know that, right? You have church like we have, and then he gets excited. Amen. He got to figure out something to slow this down. Amen. 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 Listen, while we're getting that resolved, we do want to ask that you keep um, many of our members in prayer. Those who have experienced uh, loss and who are in need of prayer for loved ones who are in the hospitals and in recovery right now. Some of you may have heard that uh, Sister uh, Mother Dorothy Minifield uh, lost her son Tim, uh, better known as T- Timothy, better known as Tim. Uh, those funeral arrangements, I understand, will be Wednesday at the Garden Memorial uh, Funeral Home. That's a gra- at, at the Garden Memorial Cemetery. Uh, that will be a graveside service at eleven at eleven a.m. on Wednesday. Uh, we invite you to do be in prayer for Mother Minifield. Uh, and the Minifield family. Uh, Certainly that uh, was uh, unexpected uh, loss. And so any loss is is hurtful, but particularly uh, when it catches you by surprise. So certainly be in prayer uh, for uh, Mother Minifield, for Angela, uh, and that entire family. Certainly uh, we want to continue to lift up the uh, triplet family mother, uh, Manny Triplet services were this past Wednesday. Uh, for those of you who were able to participate, we certainly thank our ministerial staff uh, pro- for providing services while I was unable to uh, be here with you and with the family. Uh, but certainly keep them in your prayers uh, that God will continue to bless them in their time of bereavement as well. I understand uh, that we need to be lifting up um, uh, Sister uh, Mother. Um, Christian, uh, Mother Christian's son is ill, and R- R- Reggie uh, is ill, and so we need to be in prayer uh, for Mother Christian and Reggie for his recovery. Um, we also certainly want to lift up uh, Sister, uh, yes, Sister Lowry uh, for JoJo, uh, who is recovering as well. Uh, be be in prayer for them. I may be missing a few. Certainly, uh, Sister uh, Reverend Harrington. Uh, informed me today of loss in her family, a judge, uh, Jones, who will be funeralized in Chicago uh, later this week, and so be in prayer for them uh, as well. And listen, y'all know this, uh, uh, this, this COVID isn't letting up. Amen. And uh, these new strains are going out. We are all maxed up in here, and I thank God for that. Uh, we have an 88, a uh, little bit over 88% vaccination rate on this morning. And so we thank God for that. But listen, uh, you all, let's continue uh, to practice all that we can to remain safe. Amen. We're thankful that the Omicron variant does not seem to be uh, as, as severe in terms of symptoms uh, as the Delta variant. Uh, but it still ain't something you want to catch. Amen. Amen. Ain't something you want to fool with and play with. So uh, let's do all that we can to remain uh, prayerful and safe uh, during this time. Amen. Amen. I believe we have all of those now. We're ready. God, God bless you. We're ready to receive our offering.
for keeping us this year, God. And we offer praise to you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. It could have been me outdoors with no food or no clothes. But we offer praise to you this morning. Yes. We offer praise. Praise. Yes, Lord. Thank you, dear Lord, for these tithes and offerings that have been given. Dear Lord, we pray for those who gave. We pray, O oh Lord, especially for those who didn't have it to give. We ask you to be with us and keep us as we go forward, dear Father. These blessings we ask, these thanks we give, dear Father, in thy most holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. Listen, one of the things that has become our tradition to do at the uh, last service of the year, as we make ready for the new year, is to uh, pay tribute uh, to those we lost uh, during this year. 2021 uh, certainly has come with its challenges, come with its disappointments, come with its hurts. Our hearts languished from the loss that we endured but through it all God has proven himself faithful God has yet kept us and is yet keeping us we in the past have invited you to light candles in memory of your loved one recognizing that we're in a different space and need to do things differently. We have lit one candle this morning to represent all of those who yet remain on our hearts and remain in our memories. And this morning, we also take a moment for a video tribute as we remember these who are now resting in the care of the Everlasting Father. This is our memorial tribute for 2021.
we do sorrow, but not as those who have no hope. We do cry, but not as those who have no faith. We cry, but we cry with anticipation that some glad morning when this life is over, we will see them again. for you. We pray with you. And we do believe that in that great getting up morning we shall meet them again and be with them in the air. And until then the promise is that he'll be with us. I have a witness here this morning. He will be with you if we only trust him. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. And give you his peace.
anybody know he's good? <laughs> we may have lost somebody this year, but he's still good. <laughs> you may even lost your job, but he's still good. He's still lost a friend, but he's still good. But if you hold on a little while longer, God will give you something else. I'll still
How many years is it for them this year? 58. It, when is that? Today or tomorrow? 20? 22nd. It's already been. I'm late. Bless you. <laughs> Happy anniversary. 58 years. 58 years. He's still good. He's still good. Pastor Emeritus and First Lady Emeritus on tomorrow celebrate 57 years of matrimony. Amen. Amen. I always keep them together like that. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Mother Curry, it's so good to see you this morning. Amen. God is a good God. Always good to see Mother Epps and all. Thank God for our deacons, our trustees, all who are here. We've been through a lot in the last 20 plus months. But I stopped by to tell you God is still good. God is still good. I, uh, I want to try and say a word this morning, this last Sunday of this year. Read from Matthew chapter 2, read earlier in your hearing. Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 through 15. It says, And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeareth to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise. Take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt and be thou there until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt and was there until the death of Herod. It might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord by the prophet, of the Lord by the prophet, saying, "Out of Egypt I have called my son." I want to I want to talk this morning from the subject. This isn't what I expected. This isn't <clears throat> what I expected. Some of you opened gifts yesterday. And you looked at them and you wondered what did the person have in mind? 
when they not only got the gift, but wrapped the gift, labeled the gift, and gave it to, this is not what I expected. I, 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 I almost, I almost gave this sermon a different title. I, I was going to call it Life After Christmas. On this Sunday, after we celebrate the birth of Jesus, after the food, the fun, and the family, after the lights, the gifts, the cards, there is this day, the day after Christmas. And the day and the days after Christmas when life sets back in. Talking about when you take the decorations down. When things get moved back into our house where they normally are. Soon the feeling of merriment will be replaced with emotions of tension when life sets back in. The reprieve from the anxiety will have a short shelf life when life sets back in. Because while there is great buildup and anticipation for the joy, the hope, the peace, and the love of Christmas Day, the reality is that there is life after Christmas hmm. and life after Christmas isn't always so pretty life after Christmas isn't always so peaceful life after Christmas doesn't always live up to the hype and the hope that Christmas itself brings Christmas peace and Christmas joy don't always carry over into the days and the weeks after Christmas when things get back to normal and the complexities and the realities of life set in again. Even if for a few hours our hearts are made glad, it isn't long when life after Christmas shows up. And reminds us that there are some challenges we have to face, some problems we have to confront, some issues we must answer. And life after Christmas is exactly what this young family faces in today's text. After the angelic announcement, after the heavenly chorus singing glory to God in the highest. After the birth of the Savior of the world, there was life that this new family would experience as the parents of this Christ child. Now imagine that life does not start off for them the way they had expected. I mean, listen, things already were not meeting conventional expectations regarding Jesus' arrival. The Savior of the world being born, not with the best of medical care, but somewhere in the back parts of a building that they didn't even have enough money to stay in. It's not what they expected. The Savior not laying in a proper crib, but in a feeding trough, that's not what they expected. 
the savior of the world, not wearing designer clothes, but quilting pieces. That's not what they expected. This is not the picture that they painted. This was not the scenario they had scripted. This melancholy melody is not the one that they had arranged in their hearts for the birth of their firstborn son. You know how it is for your first. I mean, you do things for your first that. Come on, I need, a, I need somebody who had a few children here. You go all out for your first. That second and that third one, you better hold on for dear life. And yet here, here they are, facing and dealing with things that they had not expected. And even though we don't have a record of it, I think it's safe to say that these two young parents expected something different. When they took on the enormous privilege and the enormous assignment of raising the son of God, even though it's not recorded, I'm sure that they had some private conversations along the way where they imagined what parenting would be like. And that along with all that comes with being parents, that because they were parenting the prince of peace, this special assignment would perhaps in their minds come with uh, maybe a package of perks and some benefits along the way. Come on and talk to me if you can. Surely, surely raising the son of God would mean some kind of come up for Mary and Joseph. The son of God? I, I have to raise the son of God. Surely God is going to pull a George and Wheezy on me and help me move on up a little bit higher to a deluxe. Surely raising the redeemer of the world would come with an economic upgrade of some sort. Surely raising the redeemer of the world, surely caring for Christ would require better accommodations, a bit more space for the Messiah and his mother and his father. Certainly a bump up from our meager lifestyle. Raising the redeemer, that ought to be our ticket out of poverty. Surely, surely this assignment would come with some assistance, surely. Surely this promotion would come with some paper. Surely this mission would mean some money along the way. This is the blessing that we needed, Mary, to be able to turn the corner and build for ourselves a happy family. And maybe, just maybe, I could retire early. I mean, after all, we're raising the son of God. But before they could even start to spend money that they didn't have, before they could measure for new drapes, before they could order any furniture from Amazon, any pots and pans from Ikea, before Joseph could start to have any big dreams about their future, Joseph has a bad dream about their present. An angel comes to him in the middle of the night and says to him, Joseph, get up. Get your baby, get Mary, and flee to Egypt because Herod wants to kill your son. And just like that, things go left. 
We hadn't even gotten our footing established and now we got a hot footed to Egypt. Hadn't really caught our breath from this whirlwind of events and now we've got to hide in the hills of a foreign land. I think it's fair to say that they felt like this is not what we expected. This is not how we expected our story, to, our story to start out. This is not how we expected our story to develop. This is not the way we expected things to go. And I need you to know, beloved, that life will oftentimes take an unexpected turn. I'm a preach in just a minute. Life will take you down roads you had not planned on traveling. Life will send you into situations you had not imagined that would be yours to experience. And oftentimes these things come without warning. In most cases, life, y'all, just happens. No warning, it just happens. No indication, it just happens. No suggestion of what's coming up the road around the bend or what you will be met with, it just happens. There is no bell that you can put around the neck of life's possibilities to be forewarned about its movement, it just happens. There is no app you can download to pinpoint the location of the unannounced possibilities of life. It just happens. There is no tracking device you can plug into to make sure that the things that you fear most, you keep up with these things, just happen. <laughs> life just happens and before you know it, you are faith, faced with something you didn't expect. Joseph and Mary are now looking at the reality that their child is a target to be killed. He's just a baby, but he's already got a target on his back. And this is not what either of them expected. Life holds things that we don't expect, situations turn out in ways that we didn't imagine. Matters aren't resolved the way that we hoped and problems emerge for which we had not planned. Issues develop that take us by surprise. Yes, there are some things that happen that don't surprise us at all and we can see some things coming and we understand uh, the possibility of some things. We, we knew the likelihood, the history, the risk factors involved and we could predict some things that at some point we would have to deal with down the road. But then there are some other things. They just don't add up. They don't make no sense. There's no history we can trace, no patterns that will help us predict. In fact, everything up until that point had us completely on a different trajectory. Life looks different now than it did last week, last month, last year. But on this day after Christmas, as life and all of its intricacies and complexities will certainly resume, I want to stop by this morning to help you when you are facing things that you had not expected. Can I, can I, can I preach it the way I feel it this morning? Joseph is not even allowed to catch his breath before having a bad dream about his new family. And from the dream he knows that he must leave Bethlehem and hide in Egypt. 
Before I get to my three points, can I just drop this in your spirit? Listen to me. God does not isolate his children from the happenings, the hardships, or the hang-ups of life. I need to say that again. God does not isolate his children from the happenings, the hardships, or the hang-ups of life. While Joseph and Mary were given the privilege of raising Jesus, they were not given a pass on the problems that came with it. Mm. They were given the blessing of a baby, but they were not given a buffer to block the bad things from happening. They were given a gift, but they were not given a guarantee on a problem-free life. Maybe this came as a bit of surprise to them because surely the Almighty God would make sure that his son wouldn't have to suffer. Surely the omnipotent father would show some favor to the parents of his only begotten son. Surely the sovereign God would shield Joseph and Mary and Jesus with some kind of supernatural covering to protect them from any harm and danger. But you don't find that. The son of God is not given some impenetrable shield that prevents him from being hurt or attacked. But he is given parents. Parents who can only hide him from Herod. You need to understand this morning, beloved. God does not isolate us from life because we love him and live for him. God does not isolate us from life because we have a relationship with him. God does not isolate us from life because we are saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. But it is having been saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost that allows us to face life and its hardships. To deal with life and its unexpected happenings. To handle life and all that it brings to us without warning or notice. God doesn't necessarily keep bad things from happening to us in life. But he does keep us when bad things happen. Did you hear me? He does not necessarily keep bad things from happening to us in life. But he does keep us when bad things happen. He keeps us when the bottom falls out. He keeps us when the unexpected becomes our reality. He keeps us when the thing that we feared most stops at our doorsteps. He keeps us when life happens. And there ought to be five or six folk this morning who can witness to the fact that God didn't keep it from happening, but he kept me when it happened. He didn't keep it from happening, but he kept me through the sickness. He kept me through the loss. He kept me through the hurt. He kept me through the suffering. He kept me through the transition. He kept me through what I was going through. I had to deal with it. I had to go through it. But he kept me while I went through it. He held my hand, pulled me close so I wouldn't let go. Yes, the unexpected will happen. But three things I want to leave with you that we can expect from God when the unexpected things of life happen. We can expect, first of all, that God will guide you through the unfamiliar spaces that you encounter. God will guide you <laughs> through the unfamiliar spaces that you encounter. Listen to it. Joseph is told by an angel to get the child and Mary and go to Egypt and to stay there until word was given to Joseph to return home. 
Remember what has happened. They have been met by three kings, three wise men who have come. But on their way there, getting to the Christ child, they have been following a star, a star that has been leading them, but suddenly disappears. When it disappears, they are left to imagine that they have made it to the place where the child is. And so they begin to inquire around town, where is the newborn king? No one knows what they're talking about. And so word finally gets to hear it that there are these visitors from the east inquiring about a newborn king. Herod says, bring them to me. Let me interrogate them about their inquiry. Herod begins to inquire, what are you talking about, this newborn king? And you got to remember, Herod, Herod is a piece of work. Herod is in unstable. Herod is insecure. Herod, Herod, Herod killed some of his own family members who think that they are out to take his throne. Herod, Herod's got issues. He's, he's diabolical. He's, he, he, he's delusional. He, he, he has power issues. And when he hears that there's a newborn king and, and he hadn't got a memo about it, he, he decides that he's going to take care of this threat to his throne. He doesn't know where this king is. He doesn't know who this king is. But to eliminate the threat, he signs an executive order to kill all of the male babies two years of age or younger. Wish I had some Bible readers here. He he, he, he sends, he signs this executive order, this maniacal ruler uh, sets into motion genocide. And it is in that moment that God sends an angel to Joseph to lead him out of the danger that they face. And he sends them to Egypt. Wish I had a witness here. Now, you have to understand Egypt was not familiar territory for Joseph and Mary. They were refugees in a foreign land, Egypt. You do know where Egypt is. Egypt is not in Europe. Wish I had a witness here. Egypt is filled with olive-skinned, brown-skinned, wish I had a witness in here, people. Egypt and God sends his son and his parents to Egypt to hide Egypt Egypt is North Africa y'all do I have a witness in here yeah yeah and so Jesus and his parents are refugees in a foreign land I'm glad this morning Reverend Harrington that there were no no walls being built on the borders to keep them out of Egypt. I'm glad there were no camel caravans being chartered to bus immigrants back 
into their homeland. I'm glad that there were no holding cells on the border to separate children from their parents. I'm glad, I'm glad that somehow there was this acceptance of these people who were not of Egyptian blood. They were able to seek asylum and safely escape the terror that was being imposed upon young families in their own homeland. And somehow, the Lord directed them and guided their footsteps and kept them safe in the unfamiliar space of Egypt. Did you hear what I'm saying? What are you saying? I'm saying sometimes God will lead you to spaces that you don't know anything about. You don't have any family, you don't have any friends, you don't have any connections, you don't have anything to go on. But if God puts you there, I'm a witness that God will cover you while he keeps you there. Do I have a witness in here? But not only, not only, watch this, not only were they in the unfamiliar space of Egypt, but they were told to stay there for an unspecified time. Listen to the angel again. Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word. Look at that, y'all. Stay there until. Wait a minute, until. Until doesn't have any definition. Wish I had a witness in here. You, you want me to go? To a foreign place, I don't have any family, I don't have a job, I don't have any business contacts, and you want me to stay there until? Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Until what? Until when? Until who? Just until and here's what I need you to understand that God will guide you and keep you my brothers and sisters until until his will is performed until his promise is fulfilled until the thing that he is working out is worked out until the problem is fixed until the issue is resolved until the hurt is healed until the enemy is defeated until the threat is eliminated until the danger is gone until the way is made until the work is finished until the degree is completed until the surgery is over until the recovery is complete some of us get impatient with God and we start moving before God gives us a word but you need to get somewhere and sit down and wait until God does not always tell us how long we will have to go through what we're going through but the promise is that until is coming until I give you a word be still until I finish working this out, be still. Until I turn this around, until I make this right, until I perform this promise, you stay right where you are. And I need somebody this morning to be still. Keep believing until. Keep praying until. Keep fasting until, keep hoping until, keep waiting until God brings it to pass. Stay there, Joseph, until I give you word. There's something else 
we can expect from God when the unexpected things of life happen. Secondly, we can expect that God will give you the unforeseen things you need. God will give you the unforeseen things that you need. Here's, 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 here's what you have to appreciate, Deacon, about the instructions that the angel has given them to go to Egypt. Egypt was about a 200 mile journey from where they were. Now 200 miles by car is still a long trip. Y'all not talking to me in here. 200 miles going 70 miles an hour still going to take you some time. Wish I had a witness in here to get there. But, but here they are going 200 miles. And remember that Mary and Joseph don't have a lot of resources. They are poor. Poor young parents. And now on top of being young and poor, they now have a new mouth to feed. Y'all not talking to me in here. They, they, they are young, poor refugees in a foreign land with a baby that they have to feed. They don't know how long they're going to be there. All they know is that they got to stay there until how will we survive with no family, no support system, no job? How are we going to make it? But wait a minute. Did you forget? Who visited them? Remember, remember I told you they had some special guests not long ago. Came from the east and worshipped this newborn king, wise men. They were kings of the Orient. And the Bible says that they came not just to worship him, but they came with something in their hands. Y'all not going to pray with me today. They came not with just hands lifted up, but they came with gifts in their hands. Gifts of frankincense and myrrh and gold. I wish I had a witness in this. All I'm saying is that in his wise providence, God had already made some provisions for their journey to Egypt. They didn't know what God was up to when these visitors came from the east. All they knew was that they came and they were speaking foreign languages and they had some gold, they had some frankincense, they had some and maybe in Joseph's mind this was the first down payment of God's favor for raising the son of God but they did not know that they were going to be sent to Egypt and God was going to make sure that as they went they already had what they needed I wish I had a witness in this house who would testify that God has made a way for you God has done some things in your life and when you look back at it you didn't know what he was up to but when you look at it now you realize that God was working some stuff out before you even got there before you even real ah, I need you to understand this morning that when the unexpected things of life happen to you, that oftentimes if you just stand back and take a look, you can see where God was already moving, already arranging, already putting stuff in place. You didn't know you were going to need that time off. 
but the Lord was already working it out. You didn't know you were going to need that extra income to deal with that situation, but the Lord was already putting it in the pipeline. You didn't know you were going to need that contact to deal with that situation, but the Lord made sure that your paths crossed. You didn't know you were going to need that information or that skill set or that know-how to walk your family through that moment, but the Lord made sure that you were already equipped to be able to handle what you were going through. God oftentimes puts things in place so you can handle what you're about to go through and what you're about to deal with. Putting stuff. You're trying to figure out what was this raised for. You hold, hold, hold what you got. You, you, you might need it for something that's coming up. Grandma used to say, don't spend everything you got. Put some away for a rainy day. You, 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 don't, you don't understand what's coming around the bend and up the road. And If the Lord bless you with this, be a blessing, but don't be a fool. Hold on to something. I wish I had a witness in here. Be a blessing. Help folk, but hold on to the little bit. And see what God has in mind. Yes. I can testify and I believe some of you can. That when you look back over life you can see where God has worked some things out. Before the time even came. God arranged some things and connected you with some people. Opened some doors that you would later walk through. Gave you some contacts that you would later need. Gave you some money that you would later use. You didn't see it then, but you can thank God for it now. He gives us unforeseen things. The last thing that we can expect. When the unexpected things of life happen. Is that thirdly, God will get back to you. I'm through when I tell you this, mother. I said God will get back to you you got to keep reading because I already read to you where the angel tells Joseph to stay there until stay there until I bring you word stay there until I come back to you stay there until this issue is resolved and I need to tell somebody that God will get back to you do I have a witness here you got to keep reading down to verse 19 where it says but when Herod was dead behold an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt saying arise and take the young child and his mother and go into the land of Israel for they are dead which sought the young child's life do I have a witness here I need to tell somebody that uh, God will get back to you. 
Now scholars have debated about how long Jesus, Mary, and Joseph had to stay in Egypt. Some have said that they stayed there just a few months. Some have said that they stayed there up to two years. But it really does not matter how long they stayed there. Because the good news is that uh, God got back to them. Do I have a witness here? Whether it was two months or whether it was two years, they stayed there until. Good God Almighty, they stayed there until the angel returned. They stayed there until God gave them a word. They stayed there until the Lord worked it out. They stayed there until the Lord turned things around. They stayed there until God performed the miracle. Is there anybody in here who can testify today? There have been some times where I had to stay there and I didn't know how long I was going to be there but I stayed until until the Lord came to see about me. Until the Lord came and touched me. Until the Lord came and healed me. Until the Lord came and lifted me. Until the Lord came and held me. Is there anybody in here who can testify today that the Lord came to see about me? I've been down sometimes and I wondered if the Lord forgot about me. But I'm glad today that he came to see about me. There have been some times when I wondered if the Lord forsook me. But I'm glad today that I was on the Lord's mind and he stopped by to remind me. He said, I hadn't forgotten about you, but I was working things out. I hadn't forgotten about you, but I was working things around. I hadn't forgotten about you, but I was working my miracles. I hadn't forgotten about you, but I was doing my thing in my time. I hadn't forgotten about you, but I had to let some things pass. I hadn't forgotten about you, but I had to do my thing and work my miracle and do it in my time. And I stopped by to tell somebody, if you wait on God, I said, if you wait on God, if you wait on God, he will work it out. Is there anybody in here who can say today, I waited on him and he worked it out. I waited on him and he did his thing. I waited on him. It may take two days. It may take two weeks. It may take two months. It may take two years. But God will get back to you. Listen, can I tell you why I know God will get back to you? Because God knows where he left you. He'll get back to you. Because he knows exactly where he left you. He knows the situation you're in. 
He knows the problem you face. He knows the unexpected issue that has crept up in your life. And God will get back to you. You got to wait on him. You got to wait on him. Wait, I say, (laughs) upon the Lord. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Quit getting in too big of a hurry. Sit down and wait on the Lord. He's going to get back to you. He hasn't forgotten about you. He knows everything you're dealing with. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And God will be with you. He will. I will be with you. That's the promise he gives. He says, I'll be with you. I will be with you. I will be with you.
Trust him with your heart. Trust him with your life. And listen, trust him with this situation. Oh, I know it's something you didn't expect. I know it's something you had no idea would come your way or come back. But God says this morning, I need you to trust me. I'll be with you, but I need you to trust me. I'll fight this battle, but I need you to trust me. I'll open this door and make things all right, but I need you to trust me. Trust me, trust me. If you, if you will only trust me, trust me, only trust me, trust me. I need you to trust me, trust me. I know it's hard, but you will only trust, trust me, only trust me. Only trust. trust. I know it's unexpected, but I need you. If you to trust me, trust me. Gotta trust, trust me. Only trust. resonate in somebody's spirit. You need that. I don't know who this is for this morning, but I need to tell you something. It might get more difficult before it gets easier. It might get darker before it gets brighter. The rains may increase before they let up. But God says this this morning, I need you in and through everything. to trust me don't just sing about it I need you to do it in 2022 trust the Lord in this unexpected turn of events trust the Lord is falling out for somebody and the word on this last Sunday of 2021 trust the Lord Amen. 
trust Him. If you trust, trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. I'm trying to let it go, but this is somebody's moment. So if you don't rush it, if you just somebody needs to wait this out right now and this is this is good practice for your until you need to just wait this is a good moment for you to get your get your patience level built up some of us are going to have to wait on some things in this upcoming year until so don't rush him God, my God. My God, my God. My God, my God. You pray your prayer. I'm not going to pray your prayer for you. You pray your prayer. You pray your prayer. You know what you need the Lord to do for you. You pray your prayer. You pray your prayer right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You need to declare that you're going to trust him. You say it right now. You tell the Lord. You talk to God right now. Mm. My God, my God. We're going to wait on you. God in 2022 
we're going to trust you. Not that we haven't been all along, but Lord, we just want to qualify our trust this morning. Lord, we simply want to reaffirm our trust in you this morning. Out of everything that you brought us through, we trust you to bring us through the rest. And we're going to hold on until until you bring it to pass. Until you make a way. Until you perform your will. We'll trust you. In Jesus' name. For his sake we pray. Amen. Amen. This being the last Sunday of the year, we are also privileged to share in this communion. Hopefully you have brought with you the cups that you picked up during this, uh, well, last week it would have been, last weekend. We pray that you bring that, you have brought that with you because we are not passing any out. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We didn't prepare any to pass out, so we pray that you have brought that with you. Amen. Amen. It's in, okay, it's in the back of the pews as well. God bless you. Amen. Thank you. It's in the back of the pews as well. So if you've brought it with you, if you did not bring it with you, there are some in the back of the pews as well. Amen. We invite you to share this morning with us as we celebrate this Lord's Supper. On this last Sunday, let us break bread. Let us break bread together on our knees. Let us break bread together. said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Likewise, after the same manner, he took the cup and blessed it, saying, this is the blood of the New Testament, which is shed for the remission of sin. As often as we do this, we do show forth his death and suffering until he comes again. Let us drink together.
it finished, they sung a hymn and went out into the Mount of Olives. Sister Doris Wright and uh, Sister Faith Foster for the beautiful decorations that have been in the sanctuary, amen, and throughout the church uh, for the holiday season. Also, there are, yeah, also uh, poinsettias for those of you who would like poinsettias. Uh, they are available for you to take at the conclusion of this service. And so if you'd like a poinsettia at your home for the remainder of this holiday season, you may take one with you at the conclusion of your service. Amen. Don't y'all be running up here grabbing and fighting on. Amen. God bless you. But again, thank you, Sister Foster. Thank you, Sister Doris Wright, for making this church just filled uh, with the holiday season. My office was beautiful. The other offices were beautiful as well. God bless you and God keep you leaning. Father and of the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Go in peace.